Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. I am your co-host, Sherelle Baker, and you have your host, David Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another show of Beyond the Gate Radio. And this is a show that you came here to listen to because we have all kinds of wonderful guests on, psychics, medium, tarot readers, astrologers, healers, metaphysical teachers, spirit rescue people, ghost investigators, and the list goes on and on. Next week on the show, we will have a radio host, tarot reader, psychic and medium, Nancy Wallace. But let me talk about today. We have an extra special guest on our show, Carolyn Coleridge, and she is from Southern California. And Carolyn is an intuitive energy healer and a spiritual counselor. She has been a healer for over 13 years, was trained at Columbia University in New York City as a clinical social worker, and now she works as a spiritual counselor under the Universal Life Church in California. And she's worked in corporate America coaching executives on Wall Street for healthcare organizations and also an economic research firm and a film company. And I'm sure that there's a lot more on there. She's also a UCLA pediatric, excuse me, folks, had paid program as an intuitive healer. In fact, we were just speaking with her, and she just came back from the ER at the hospital. She's a very busy person. She has a lot on her plate that she's dealing with, like the rest of us, but she really does have a lot on her plate. And it was very kind of her to take some, her, some of her time and come here on the show tonight. So without further ado, welcome to Beyond the Gate, Carolyn, and how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. It's a pleasure. We have... You fit right in on the program. You know, a lot of people are leaving areas that they feel safe with and taking chances. They're looking for different alternatives in life. Something that I think is, uh, or people thought not as mainstream, like science, basic science is mainstream. You know, medical field, being a doctor, all that's mainstream medicine. But when you walk away from it to alternative medicines, and healing methods. Uh, I believe that is now starting to become mainstream because so many more people are becoming involved in this, and it really works. I've heard many, many stories about that. In fact, I used to do healing before I got really busy with my mediumship as well. Hmm. But definitely nowhere near what you do nor the type of experience or training that you've had, and I'm very impressed with that. And I watched some of your videos uh, from the New Life Expo, and I know you've done a lot of things. So, exactly, how did you realize, begin, or to know about healing? Hmm. Was there a, a particular time in your life? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know it's all that only because I'm writing about it. And um, I, you know, working in Manhattan, my first job out of school at Columbia was working on Wall Street as an employee assistance program, um, counselor and man- account manager, and I had a lot of big firms that I was the account person for. And the woman who founded the company, and she was amazing. She had contracts with Golden Sachs, Dean Witter, um, you know, Smith Barney, and a lot of the big, big uh, corporate companies and um, brokerage firms, too. And she said, um, you know, like, don't worry about all the theories and stuff. Just use your energy. And I was like, what is she talking about? She just use your intuition. She was highly intuitive. And she really helped me cultivate, you know, using intuition, using energy, and kind of doing that. She just made one or two comments. But I noticed I would get really drained, you know, uh, seeing clients going to do um, critical incident stress debriefings in companies, um, seeing people calling people around the nation on EAP and answering a call and having to hear that, you know, they want to jump off a bridge or something. So I had to, like, de-stress myself, and I would go to these Reiki circles that I heard about, and it would really help me. And then I would feel like a lift of energy going off. 
And as I went to them, people would say, you know, you're a healer. And I was like, what do they mean by that? What do they mean? So I started to explore, and I actually got initiated in Reiki, and I felt a lot better. Um, And I also, I actually really never used it until I was working with a client one time in my private practice office in Manhattan, and she was suicidal. It was late. I didn't have backup. And she said, you know, I'm really going to go kill myself. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) you know like late, like 8 o'clock high um, and 34th Street, like what am I going to do? So I sent her a Reiki symbol and I just sent her energy while she was talking and she she just stopped and she's like, what did you do? And I said, I just sent you a symbol. She's like, I feel so much better. And she changed, she just got, felt more calm, her suicidal feelings went away and that's when I realized I really have to work, I know, it was amazing, work with it. And this is a really high risk person. Um, so, um, and that was no touch. I was just sending a symbol and believing. And she said, whoa, she stopped talking. So um, that's how I got into it. And it wasn't until I moved out to California that I really started doing the healing more and more because I just had more energy. There was a shift and a lot of different things occurred. And um, I was working at Agape the Healing Center, you know, created by, um, well, Agape Church that Reverend Michael from The Secret, Reverend Michael Beckwith um, founded, a wonderful church in L.A., and they had regular healing days, and I became a healer with them. And I did it regularly for their sacred service, for the Revelation Conference that's coming up, and it just gave me a lot of practice. And I'm, while I was doing it, I bumped into a woman literally back-to-back. We were, you know, there's about 40 healers in a room, and we started talking, and she goes, I'm at UCLA. And I said, well, I used to work at UCLA, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, um, oh, you know, they, you, sh- you know, they're looking for a healer on their staff. You should come. So I said, that's kind of interesting that she said that. Right. I was like, how can they, you know, just look for healers? So I went and they hired me right away. And it was voluntary. I don't get, I didn't get paid until I went to the clients' homes, the kids' homes. It was a pediatric pain program, which was kind of wonderful to see the person in the environment. And then I just became a healer there. So that's a long story to say that that was my journey. That's totally amazing. And mm-hmm. there are many aspects of healing and understanding how it works to really know what it's all about. And one of these simple things about healing is, I suppose, I'm going to give you an example, a live example. That's, you know, I got ready for the radio show. It's the end of my week. I'm kind of tired. I'm feeling just a little down right now, which is unusual because I'm usually feeling on top of the world. And I... Listen to your voice and Sherelle's voice, and something soothing, soothing about your voice is that as the show began, and within a few minutes, I started to feel a lot better. And I'm sure hmm. that that had that energy that you're putting out, Carolyn, is has a lot to do with me starting to feel better because it couldn't be a coincidence. What do you think? Hmm. I think that's great. Yeah, people have said that. I mean, I just changed myself <laughs> and set my intentions, so maybe that also shifted my energy and yours. I mean, I do feel the voices can be very healing. Uh, the tones, people have different tones in their voice, and, and it can really resonate with people. And I noticed that um, the only reason I know about my voice, per se, is because when I work with children, they respond so well to me, even babies. And and it's like when they hear a certain tone in my voice, they laugh, they cry, they, they sometimes crawl next to me. It was really weird, and it was another reader that said, it's your voice. You know, it's like a resonance. And they said that somehow I was a teacher on the other side for children, for indigo crystal children, which which makes sense. I thought it was all, you know, oh, yeah, right. But when I started working with kids, like, you know, 95, 98% of them really liked working with me because they felt like I got them. So I think it was beyond just what I was saying. I think it was a resonance of tone, you know. It's like a uh, it's like a frequency that they were. A recognize. frequency, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome. And kids are, um, there's something about kids that they're they'll tell you like it is you know if they don't resonate with you you'll know it right away there's no front they don't put up a front absolutely they're very authentic and the kids I worked with there at UCLA they're in chronic pain they may have had a major diagnosis or um, somatization illnesses which is like stomach pains or headaches but became really real you know fibromyalgia and uh, chronic regional pain syndrome and many of them because of the pain ended up, their spirits ended up popping out of their bodies, and they were all very psychic and very intuitive. So that was a wow. real funny um, 
thing that because I was too, and I you know, and I would be able to again talk their talk, resonate on their frequency. I would pull up the org chart with the families and I'd explain to them what I was doing and explain to the chakras and why they had blockages in certain areas and why didn't they have blockages. And the kids would say, "Oh, I see those colors," and the parents would look at them like you do. And say, oh yeah, you know, or uh, I this my little girl. You know, I need to see you before I work with you because I have to see your aura to see what colors you have, you know, around it. Um, or they would say, yeah, it was very interesting. And I, I, it was almost a combination of these new kids coming in, generations, that they're very intuitive or they're, they're so sensitive and in tune to the higher frequency that they began to develop these chronic pains, you know. A lot of the stories had to do with um, trauma and, you know, problems with like, both, like two um, children's parents were in major scandals and in terms of like government or I'm trying to keep confidentiality, but government right. and or yeah, military kind of stuff. And the scandals were one of them. If I said them, you would know them. And the kids picked up the energy; they absorbed it because kids are like a you know receptacle to fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but they were so sensitive to the unethics of some of these things that they became sick. So and they all had missions. They have missions of healing the planet, healing the oceans. I'm here for peace. And this is all going to appear in my book. But I was just like, wow. That's know? amazing. Now, before yeah. I get more into mm-hmm. some of the experiences, I wanted to ask you, so some of the people listening that are not sure what uh, Reiki is, could you explain a little bit about the concept of Reiki mm-hmm. and how it works? Absolutely. Um we all are energy beings, um, and Reiki is a healing um, uh, energy. For, it's working with the energy, the life force energy of a person, and the energy is channeled through your hands, and sometimes it comes off your body too. Um, uh, key, Reiki, well, rain is like, and key is the energy field that comes off of us, our aura field. Um, it's, some people call it the love energy. Some people call it, um, you know, cosmic connection. Um, in other cultures in India, they call it prana. In uh, Chinese, they call it chi, like tai chi. That's the energy of it. Uh, acupuncturists work with the energy field and meridians. And if you focus your energy, if you're initiated in this form of ja- uh, Japanese healing, breaking the Japanese art form of it, you can transmit healing energy to somebody else. And the more you do it, the more you become open channel to the divine energy that comes through you, the more you can raise the vibration of the person um, by letting yourself become a conduit of this healing energy. And, um, you know, we initiated into it through a Reiki master like myself, and then you do a lot of treatment on different people, and you learn to be more of just an open vessel of the divine. Um, And it's a very beautiful healing form because it incorporates a lot of uh, positive affirmations, positive energy, health shifts, uh, stress levels, uh, helps bring more peace into the body. To me, it's like a shower for the spirit. It's like a healing for the spirit, where massage is a healing for the physical body, and like a physical shower is like a, a cleansing of the physical body. But we don't really honor our spirits. We don't heal our spirits much, and Reiki is one of the modalities that help to heal that spirit um, that's lying within us. That is a part of us. That's wonderful. And I know that there's a lot of studying and hands-on work and hands-off work to do in Reiki. And there's, like, you have to go through different courses, Reiki 1, 2, 3, and the master course, teacher course, and whatever. And they use a lot of different methods, methodology, including uh, symbol, symbolism, Mm -hmm. and symbols that are very powerful, perhaps certain symbols that are handed to you from a prior Reiki master that you will use in your work. And so if you're sending somebody that type of a symbol in the process of your healing, what exactly does that mean for the people that don't understand what those symbols represent or how they're used? Right. Um, well, it's just it's actually all the symbols, just like a lot of other symbols within society and nature, have a, a certain energy matrix when they're formed. Um, like choco ray is a, um, a Reiki symbol that helps to heal and soothe the emotional body. So um, they show you how to create it. You have to be a Reiki master to get a certain symbol. And um, once you get the symbol, you re, it's almost like you in, 
put it, invoke it onto somebody else's energy field. You just imagine onto it, and you actually make these kind of movements of the symbol over somebody. And because of the way it was created and um, and uh, like made into a certain type of powerful uh, energy movement, what it does is it, it helps the person to heal or become more aligned with their higher principles. So, like, there are, you know, there's a lot of symbols in life, like stars may mean something, a sun may mean something. Um, people use pentagrams, you know, they're not always negative. There's a lot of symbols that have, are contained with energy in them. And these Reiki symbols contain, like, higher energy that has to do with a lot of emotional healing, physical healing, and a lot of different things. Now, Reiki is one modality that I use. I also use IET, Integrative Energy Therapy, which... Um, was started by a man, a chiropractor named Stephen Thayer, who was given this by an archangel. Ariel gave him this healing modality, which is similar to Reiki. So I combine the two, and it, it helps to, it's kind of like an acupressure slash hands-on healing modality. And then I also use pranic, a little bit of pranic healing, which is clearing. Prana, again, is the Indian word for energy field. Um, and then I use um, uh, theta healing. Uh, helping people to shift belief systems. So that's why I sometimes call myself an energy healer because I use a lot of different eclectic modalities. That's amazing. You know, you're mm-hmm. well-rounded, well-balanced. You have a lot of tools to use. You're well-studied and practiced. And that makes you a very powerful healer. And I'd really have to admire that. You've certainly done your research and work and experience in that particular field. When you heal people and you're intuitive, do you actually zone in besides you know parts of the body do you also zone in on their aura to see if it's damaged in any particular way or when you heal somebody does that help their aura mm-hmm. i'm just curious about that absolutely yeah uh the aura is like the energy their spirit that's spilling out of their body because the spirit really cannot be contained in the body so and and that's what you're feeling and i'm more of a feeling a clairsentient type of healer where I can feel blockages and I can feel like um, messages actually coming through the body. Like I'll read, I can read chakras and like the heart may be broken or I'll, I'll get the throat may feel like the energy is going in, like they're not speaking their truth. And, you know, I definitely will communicate that to the clients um, because I am also a clairvoyant healer and a psychic. Um, I can like tune in to the, to the spirit world. It's really, I'm just tuning into the spirit and gain messages from their soul, from their spirit, as to what is needed to help heal them. Like why I'm really just a conduit, I'm really just a witness to their own healing. And I'm just present to assist them to uh, transmit or to give them information about what their soul is telling me because somehow they've become detached about their own inner messages. Do you have advice? And some of the questions I know are challenging, but I know you can handle them. I get mm-hmm. callers sometimes that state that they're, uh, they have empathic abilities or they're a neotype in that type of field, amateur, you name it. They come and call and say, yes, I'm very empathic and, you know, I can kind of give people healings. But when I'm in the office, I bring a lot of stuff around with me and it brings me down I try everything I just can't get it just drags me down I absorb all this stuff is there any quick advice or not any particular advice you can give to somebody that relates that information to me yeah you mean um, uh, energy empathic type clairsentient people who get drained yes yeah I'm not sure they, they don't know what to do that's, yeah, and that's a big issue now because all this toxic energy on the planet. Uh, I do teach intuitive development classes and energy healing classes, but in the intuitive development, uh, the most important thing, and there's a lot of empaths in there, you know, people who feel other people's feelings on a deep, deep level, um, and a lot of clairsentience, the same type of, um, the same type of feeling to feel um, on, a, on a sixth sense level. I make sure they ground and center themselves. They have to ground their energy into the earth, um, and then ground it up to the universe and you know, connect to the universe. It's almost like putting roots into the earth and then putting a jack in the beadstock type energy um, uh, branch all the way up to God's source and then bring down the source energy, bring up the earth energy, combine it in your heart, let the energy 
spin out out of your heart chakra and um, you create a golden bubble around you and that's a protection. That's grounding and protecting. That's like number one for anyone who really wants to do this work. Um, and then what they do is that they're putting on their protection suit. It's like putting on a jacket when you're cold. You, know, you need to um, arm your spiritual nature because as you be meditate, as you become more psychic or intuitive or empathic, you know, a lot of people are going to feel that you have a sixth sense and they're going to come and, and your spirit energy is very healing naturally and they're going to start pulling at you. Um, and they're going to start telling you their problems. They're going to start wanting to sit next to you. They're just going to feel it. Um, and you're going to get drained unless you're protected and your energy is contained in some way. Because you think of the spirit, it's very fluid. It doesn't, you know, stop or it doesn't stop. But if we put a, a shield around us, it helps to contain it and to um, stop that from flowing out. And then you can also ask angels or guides for protection. I use the word protection a lot. If I go into a difficult environment and in the ER, I see a really angry family, I might say protection. And that's my code word to my spiritual team to protect me and don't let my energy get drained. Well, that's amazing. And I'm, hopefully people will take your advice on that. This, uh, I think that's the correct information. I like that, that. Sure. I like and that. We do have a few callers on the line, but I'm going to let them stay there for a little bit because I wanted to ask you a few more questions mm-hmm. before I let them ask you their questions. And one of them, and you can answer them however you wish, one of them is I'm just curious you said you just came back from the ER mm-hmm. pretty much, and that, that has to do with what you're doing right now. Could you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? And then and then I want to ask you about the gifted children that you work with. I'm really curious about them. So what what mm-hmm. goes on in the ER? Uh-huh. So I am, I do, like you mentioned in my um, biography, I am a clinical social worker. I've been that for 16 years. And to keep myself, my clinical skills up, I still work in the ER. I supplement, you know, my income as a reader and a, a clairvoyant and a healer to work in the ER a couple days or sometimes on the weekend. And, you know, I basically just strict social work. I deal with people that come in and have problems with domestic violence, um, you know, homeless people that were left on the street, ETLH abuse, alcohol abuse. Um, you know, 5150s, which is a, you know, a um, mental health a pet team evaluation. Yeah, you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are your codes, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. I work at a San Francisco General Hospital, so. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, family problems, elderly, elder abuse, child abuse, anything that may happen in the home that's brought into the ER. So I would do an assessment evaluation and, you know, referral to doctors or, help people dealing with, you know, death like I had today or illness and a new, a new diagnosis of cancer. Um, and, you know, I just kind of assist on that level. Um, but what's interesting is that a lot of people are like, how can you be a human and work in the ER? And I ask that, you know, self that question all the time. And I, I realized that my soul came in to work on mind, body, and spirit. Uh, the mind is a therapist slash social worker because I've been a therapist for a long time. Um, the body as a healer and the spirit as a clairvoyant. So um, a lot of people are now integrating all three um, at a more conscious level. And every time I try to, um, years ago I, I dedicated myself, about eight years ago I um, I was, you know, in a job that didn't really work out and I felt kind of like time to leave, trying to push out. And I heard this voice in my head that said, why don't you work for me? <laughs> and I was like, who's that? And I, I thought I knew it was God's source. said, why don't you work for me? And I was like, what would I do? And I and, and I, I meditated on it, and I said, it would be a healer. And I was like, what, what is, should I really do that? And then everything started falling into place with UCLA, with this and that. So um, a lot of um, not, non-healing happens in hospitals. It's become a business. Mm-hmm. And being yeah. part of UCLA and being put there, I mean, what are the chances of thousands of healers in L.A. that I got that job and to help incorporate and, and um, energy healing in hospital settings or to help people to look at their spirit more, you know, not the religious part, but the soul. And, yeah. Um, yeah, to really, you know, shift some of the paradigms. And I think my YouTube video did that, and there's more things that are coming up um, I can't talk about yet. But, um, you know, I always I always, I want to leave, and God always pulls me back. Um, when I work at um, a mental health facility, uh, there's a psychiatrist who's a healer, there's a, <laughs> um, a pharmacist who's a healer, there's myself who's a healer, there's another one who does martial arts. 
So a lot of us are like, quote, unquote, coming out of the closets as incorporating this type of east-west connection into hospital settings. In my video, even Dr. Oz talks about it. His wife's a Reiki master. So, um, you know, when healers say, why in the world would you work in a hospital? It's like, I, you know, I'm working for God. I do what he says. <laughs> when he finishes right, the care, right. he'll take me out. <laughs> that That's really amazing. And so is your website intuitivesoulhealing.com. Please, everybody, go check it out. She's got a lot of information on there and some really interesting videos you could watch. And I, you're just amazing. You know, I'm. how can I work in a jail and do what I do? You know, I think mm-hmm. it's a yin-yang balance just like you. And you're kind of like my hero because you, you have a very challenging job and a wonderful gift that you can do that to deal with homelessness, 5150, uh, death, disease, how do you, you know, approach these people is totally uh, amazing. And one more thing I wanted to ask you is about the gifted children that you work with. Aren't those amazing children? And aren't they, like, I mean, they're children, but aren't they different in some aspects? I think so. I think um, uh, there's a paradigm shift on the planet. um, What I've read and heard about is that going towards 2012, we are moving into the galactic center, which is like more closer to the center of the universe, like our galaxy orbits, you know, the planet orbits, the sun orbits, and the galaxy orbits. Um, and the galaxy is getting closer to the galactic center, which is a very spiritual center. I think it's Greg Braden, a Hay House author, who I saw at one of his workshops, and he shows a picture of the galactic center, and it looks like, by, by a Hubble telescope, it looks like one of those pictures of, you know, a cosmic awareness, but it looks like a yin-yang symbol which is amazing. It actually looks like the, the cosmos going to the yin-yang symbol. So as we get closer to that, you find people are more spiritual. Like you find people like yourself, you know, an officer who actually is medium too. You know, someone like me, a healer who's a psychic who works in the ER. And, you know, a lot more people are finding their soul and we're getting out of the dark ages and going into that. So these young kids, I think, are the new paradigm coming in. They come in a lot of their gifts already wide open, I, you know, I've read a lot of books on indigos and crystals by Dorian Virtue, and I was like, this is wonderful, and hmm, I wonder if that's true. And then, wow, it was true. I mean, these kids were, I, I just, I would do healing, and they would say, you know, I see pictures in my in my eye, my third eye pictures, and I was like, wow. And, and they'd see the pictures of this and that, and I said, you know, what do you think you're here for? And the parent would cut in and say, oh, he's here because he has chronic headaches. And, and I'd say, no, I talk wow. spirit to spirit. I said, what are you really here for? And the child would say, about a 15-year-old guy, he said, uh, kid, uh, I'm here for the planet and the peace problem. I want to bring peace back to the planet. I think war is ridiculous. Um, another girl said, I want to clean up the oceans. Another kid said, since I was seven, I was talking about uh, global warming. Um, another uh, person wanted to help homelessness. And, I, you know, when I was 11, 12, I don't think I had these grander, you know, type of planetary missions, and not even just thoughts, but missions. They knew, they know um, what they're here for. So it is amazing to see them, and they've all done, uh, many of them have done really wonderful things. A little a young girl, she's a young woman now, so she's 18, 19, I'm in the video. I keep in touch with her, and her mother keeps in touch with me. And she's, you know, she's still struggling with some health problems, and thank God we figured out what was going on with her. Um, and she's going to probably go to medical school. She's in Texas in the university. Um, she, and I asked her recently, because it's like, okay, so you're going to use energy healing, you know, in the ER if you're going to be a neuroscientist, which is her dream. And she said, absolutely, yeah, I'll do that. So, you know, maybe her illness, uh, old soul came in, experienced such a horrendous illness with her pancreas, so she could help shift the paradigm. She had healing, she liked it, um, and help others in the future. Because we need that. You know, we are spirits in a, in a physical form. That's so true. And it's funny you should mention about the paradigm shift and 2012 and everything. I wrote in my book in 2006, which published in 2007, near the end of my book, I basically told people I felt that there is, we're going through a new paradigm shift and that a lot more people are coming toward this area, you know, to discover what it's all about, spirituality. They're tired of violence and war and everything, and, and a lot more people are opening up to spirit. And that 2012, I get asked 
quite a bit. Uh, what about 2012? And basically, I don't have to say a word because what you just told everybody about what you see as what's going on with 2012 is pretty much what I tell everybody. You know, don't worry about it. What it is is just, you know, this type of shift. It's natural evolution of the universe, but it seems to be, I believe, a new time for all of us, a wonderful, exciting time. And they ask, what about the earthquakes and storms and all that? Now, I tell them that I just believe that as the sun goes to the center of the galaxy, it, it gives a pull to everything, especially with the planets aligned, and just causes those things. But it hasn't, you know, brought us to the end of the world or anything like that. So, you know, okay. what you said about 2012 and the new paradigm shift and more gifted people coming, that's the same thing that I say over and over again. I'm glad you believe the same thing, so I don't have to get somebody calling, well, is it going to end? Because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just the beginning. And actually, uh, there was, uh, you know, the Mayan calendar, uh, there's a guy who researched it, Jose Arguelles, uh, A-R-G-U-E-L-L-E-S. And yes. And he just passed recently. He wrote The Mind Factor. And uh, he's the one who founded Earth Day. And I'm uh, just giving you credit because he's another person who just recently passed him. He founded the Harmonic Convergence in 1987. He got this message from um, um, a place in Mexico. Uh, he's Mexican and a Caucasian, and um, he's a professor. He was a professor at Princeton, and the message was that we're kind of killing our planet. And one thing that his theory is the law of time, which means that we are the only species, the human species, that are off time, meaning animals go with nature, you know, the oceans and stuff and birds and everyone else goes with nature but us. And because we've gotten out of our spirit self and and constructed time to be so much, we become a slave to time that um, we are uh, kind of setting things out of balance and that we have to go back to ground Mm -hmm. zero. So I think that's why so many things are... Uh, falling apart. Yeah, yeah organic carbon awareness of animal abuse. And we were talking about that in my class last night. So it's a really interesting theory, the law of time. I just want to uh, pay homage to an amazing man who passed recently, right before um, the 2012, after he predicted he wanted to be here for it. So. Yeah, he, that's what he came here for, and he sure woke up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of callers on the line. Uh, I'm going to take the first call and caller, please state your name and where you're from. And if you'd like to ask Carolyn a question about what she does, please do. So the first caller we have is area code 256. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Um, area yes, code 256. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Kimberly Ford. How are you? Hi, Kimberly. I'm awesome. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Did you have a question to ask Carolyn? Um, yes. I've um, spoken to her before, and I didn't know about the radio show, and I kind of got an email about it, so I felt led to listen to her, and I'm very interested because uh, I've been told that I'm, I'm an indigo. And I'm just wondering... Um, I guess, and I think sometimes um, I feel like intuitive messages, and I'm wondering if um, now is the right time to move. Um, in terms of going into that kind of work as an intuitive, or no, just and moving as a career. Oh, because I'm I'm, feel, oh. I'm feeling like it's time. Okay, so you have a second question. Okay, yeah, now it's time to move. Um, you know, I feel like you have to um, get some things together, though, before you do. So okay. are you going back back home or something? No. Is that yes or no? I can't hear. No. Can you hear me? No. Yeah, now I can hear you. No. Okay. Um, but I feel like you have to get some things together. It's all I, you know, like it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's close to the time, but I, I feel like you just can't leave. You just can't run. You just got to put things together. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So um, you're trying to move out of state? Yes. I've I've always wanted to move to California, but I don't know if it's the right time now or not. Okay. It's a little clear. And where are you living now? I'm in Delaware. Delaware. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like you could, you know, you'd have to really um, I, I gain employment, though. And I feel like um, you feel pulled energetically to come here, but you have yes. to do the legwork and to figure out how to get here and do it. I think it's your spirit that's pulling you, but do know California's in debt, right? <laughs> and that we yeah. have a lot of uh, our social services and everything is like, well, California's going under, under. I think we're the worst of the nation. So you have to really in, get employment. And it depends, um, again, on what kind of work you're doing. Um, I do see you like more of an intuitive person. Is that what the work you want to con- continue like to start doing? Yeah, it, eventually, yes. Yeah, because you, you've been putting this off for a long time, okay? You've been getting a lot of messages for a long time, and you've been, like, letting them uh, go. But I just feel like a bit of fear because it feels like the family environment or how you grew up that didn't support this part of your soul. Does that make sense? That's correct. Uh-huh, right. So um, you'd have to, you know, get your solar plexus a little stronger and in terms of just, you know, going into your divine birthright, like what you could do. Um, I do. You hear messages? I do. Yeah, because I guess that's a very unclear sentient. I get that also, and I, I feel like a lot of messages to um, actually groom and help other people, like help other people grow. And but you feel like you're not ready to do that because you have to do your own work. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I would just I would go ahead and get um, going on this. This is your time. Um, don't move um, erratically. You know, make sure you have your ducks in a row. Right. Um, but I even start doing your work. Um, you see, sometimes you get real anxious or nervous quite often. Yes. Yeah. So you have to do the grounding. If you're listening, the grounding and um, protection work regularly. Um, I don't know if there's a real circle or support system where you are um, in terms of this work. You'd have to feel like you have to travel a bit, like 40 minutes to find people like this. But I feel yes. like you need a community. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And then you're not really in a community. So you don't feel as alone. Or get on some websites that are like, you know, they have Yahoo groups and other groups of spiritual seekers. And I would connect with some people in L.A. if that's where you feel you want to be. Um, have you gone out here a couple times to see it? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of um, some of the messages I'm getting. Uh, just show me something about outdoors. Does outdoors really help you feel more grounded and relaxed? Yes. Yes. Yeah, something yes. green. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I hope that was helpful. It was. Thank you very much, Carolyn. Okay. All right. And then, you know, I'm on Soul Healing is my Facebook page, so check up on that, you know. So you can get more information on this stuff. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that was wonderful. And, you know, I I agree with you. I was seeing the same things you said. That's very wise advice. And I think she's going to do really good. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, we, I we do like all the, the light workers we can get. <laughs> we we do, and I do like the part where you you know also you tapped into, you know, to caution her to make sure that she has all the ducks in the row. And like you're right, you know, California, where you know our economy is not always perfect, and so it would be nice to have something established, you know, and not just go on a whim, but go you know with anticipation and go with your ducks in a row. I like that. Right, yeah, yeah. I do too. Would you mind taking an, another caller at this time, Carolyn? No problem. It'd be great. All right. Well, we have area code two five three on the phone line. <coughs> area code two five three. Welcome to Beyond the Gate. And what is your name, please? Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm really enjoying the show. Um, my name is Allison. <coughs> Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Allison. Allison. <laughs> Hi, Allison. <laughs> Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. Um, actually, Did I, you I have know, a question? I, yeah, actually, I'm going to leave it to you to choose between um, the two. I have a question where I I, I have two um, separate questions. I have one that is um, where I, or I'm a fork in a road and I can go path A or path B, or I have another question that is not a you know a, a fork in a road but is more of a 
you know, more, uh, 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 I guess, career-specific. And so I'm going to let you uh, choose which one you would like to address according to what you feel is, is your own strength. Okay. Susan, actually, I'm going to turn it back to you. So because you have a decision to make, okay, the most important thing to make a decision to get strong as to, you know, what you want to focus on. So it's really you connect to your soul and say, what question is really important to me? And that helps put out a strong energy vector or intention to the universe and helps, okay. um, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Because, you know, I think when you go to a reader that you should have your own feelings about it. Like don't never put all your energy into another reader, you know? It's your life path, you know? So oh, no, the questions you want to answer. Yeah, I know. I understand that, and, and, and believe you me, I nobody ever makes a decision in the end but me. But but uh, every reader does have, uh, you know, her, his or her own um, uh, strengths and weaknesses, and I acknowledge that. So, um, I guess then in that case, I'd like to hear. Um, I am at a fork in a road. I need to make a decision um, probably within the coming month or so about which of the two I'm going to take. Um, uh, like the previous caller, I am looking to make a long-distance move as well. So two back-to-back calls on moves. And um, But in my case, I have the option of of um, of um, making a of, of either going directly to my destination state, where I will be needing to set up and find employment and get settled in and that's a pretty big task or and or and the other option is to make a before going there or making a side trip to Oxford to California to spend time with some friends and family nearest and dearest to me that I've whom I've not seen in, in a very long time both options really have um really it's so 50-50 that both options really have their pros and pros and cons and um I'm just not really um I, I've been going kind of back and forth with both options and I don't feel either one is really wrong, but uh they're both uh available. Carolyn, do you mind if I mention something about what I'm getting briefly? Sure. I'm 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 thinking that, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth and the energies feel a little bit different but right, but I'm feeling as a first priority that feels like a smoother road to me for you to just go straight to that destination, get grounded, get settled. From there, anything is possible. I feel that you'd be a little bit more discombobulated if you were to try to do anything other than your main goal first because it has more strength and energy and grounding into that. It's like you're going, are you going to go to, uh, the grass shack first, and then come back, or are you going to go to the castle where anything is possible from there? I know that's uh, mm-hmm. an unusual way of explaining it, but at least what I'm getting personally is I feel you should just go straight to your destination, take care of business from there. After that, anything is possible. Okay. Carolyn? How about you, Oh, that's a funny idea. <laughs> well, I just feel right now, are you a little drained, like feeling really emotionally drained and and hard for you to get things done, like a procrastination energy. No, it's not procrastination. There, there's been okay. there's there's just every every aspect of my life is hardship and and exhaustion and weariness uh, from the past. Um, uh, well, in particular, the last two and a half years. In particular, right. I, I, I am not, not even going to begin mm-hmm. to talk about all of that. It's just yes. Exhaustion. Yeah, I see total problems with all the other stuff. I feel your energy is really drained, and yeah. I feel like it would be great to go and establish yourself. But I actually could feel this, you know, that you could get some energy from your family, and it's yep. been a while, and some nurturing and support. Does that make yep. sense? It's been a while. I'm hearing it's well, been a while. Um, it's, it's no well. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, so yeah. She said a long while. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and I feel like you, I feel like that because I feel like you're a sensitive person, and you really haven't yeah. been supported in all these different work issues, financial issues, and just kind of been like fighting. It's almost like you're in a Saturn issue, Saturn return, or um, huh. I don't know your age, but Saturn. Yeah. You know about Saturn return? Yeah, is that what you're in? So, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a, no, no, I'm not, but I know astrology, so I know to what you refer. Oh, okay. I, but it feels like the kind of heavy energy where, like, nothing is going right, and it's almost like you're giving up. So um, I feel like uh, nurturing would help. But I also feel like when you go there, it's not going to be, like, just smooth sailing. It's going to be some kind of repair work, some love, kind of, some yeah. repair work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um but then that would, because when you go somewhere new, you're going to have to make new friendships, new this, new that, and um, you might want to clear old blockages and old issues in relationships before you start somewhere new. Um, but, you know, it is one of the 50-50s where you can do either. You know, it's either it's either way. You know, I think two good readers give you two different perspectives and uh-huh. you know, go with your heart. Yeah, I think that's well. excellent advice. And, Allison, I really hope that helps you out. And uh, thank you for calling tonight. We really appreciate it. Well, I'm sort of, I'm sort of done where I was when I called. I mean, I'm not, you know, just kind of saying that humorously. Well, um, you know what? She gave you the best advice earlier. What do you feel in your heart and soul deeply? What's the first thing that comes to mind? That will not lie to you. If I could do both, I would do both. I really, really would. If I could split myself or clone, no, clone myself <laughs> to take both. Yeah. To take both. I really would because it is so... So, it, it, it's so 50-50. Really, there is yeah. completely let me give you no... Can I, go? Yeah. can I give you a psychic trick? <laughs> I, I, it, um, and I've done this in my life when I have a hard decision to make. You ask, yeah. you connect to the God source? Yep. Is that a yes? So you ask yeah. God, you said, I can't make this decision. I don't know which way to go. And the 50-50 is what we, most, we both might be picking up and say, God, um, block the issue that the the decision is not right. And show me which way. Yeah, block the decision. Well, yeah. And then something yeah. will happen. You'll call your family and they say, don't come. <laughs> we don't want to deal with you. Or you'll go to get a job and they'll say, there's no jobs here. You'll be looking for three months. And you'll know. You know, you don't have to go there. But you'll you'll say, just just help me one, you know. And you may not, you may not get an answer. But generally when people do that, God, uh, block it if it's not right. And he will. This is to his yeah. children. Okay, well, I hope that that helps. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Well, Carolyn, you are really a professional. You're well-experienced, and you know a lot of, you have a lot of information. I'm really impressed with you. I mean, you just, there's nothing I can't ask you that you have an answer for, that you don't have an answer for. And I'm so pleased to have you on the show tonight. You're really good. And I know you help lots and lots of people out there and I think that's wonderful that you're sharing your gifts with us tonight and your experience I, I just had one more call on the line and after that I want to ask you some more questions and we should be getting near the end of the show do you mind taking this last call I've been patiently on the line absolutely alright thank you so much Carolyn we have area code 818 you're on the line welcome to Beyond Gate Radio and what is your name please Desiree how are you Hi, Desiree. Welcome. Did you have a question for Carolyn? Yes, it's just a relationship question regarding a gentleman that I've been seeing. Carolyn, are you taking any of those types of questions tonight? Yeah, okay. Okay, Desiree. What's the person's name? Vince. Give me the first name. Vince. Jen? Vince. You got to spell it, I can't. Yes, Vince. Vince? Mm-hmm. Sound like Vince. Vince, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Vince and Desiree, right? Correct. Okay, what, what's your question about it? Well, my it's question multiple. is... What, what's your question? <laughs> um, his feelings regarding to the next step that's going to happen towards us. But has there, there been a bit of drama, though? Something? No, there's no drama. No drama? Okay. No. Because I get like a... Str- okay, yeah, you, you want to like take a deep breath. you got to open up your field a little more because sometimes it's almost like you don't want anyone to know you're calling and asking about it. Um, Vince and Desiree. Yeah, there's, there's no drama. It's just communication. Well, that would be drama to me. <laughs> well, it, it, I get a wall next to his, like a wall coming down, like 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 very either like stoic or closed or something. Does that make sense? 
And between him or me? Um, it's just getting information out of him or something. Oh, so he has a wall. Okay. Desiree, does this have anything to do with, like, planning for your future? Well, that's what I was asking you about, uh, what was what would be happening between Like planning, planning for a like wedding. A, a wedding and all that. Yeah, I know about that. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're seeing because I'm seeing something like that, but I'm trying to get into it and translate it as there's an awful lot going on, and perhaps that's what Carolyn is seeing right there. And you're wondering um, uh, if it's a proper decision or something? Uh, well, you know, we have a two-hour commute between the two of us, so we have a a long-distance relationship, um, I feel that um, I'm meant to be in his life for a, a very specific reason that he's searching for. And does he feel the same way about you? Oh, he knows that. Yes, he does. It's very apparent. And, and so you... Can you confirm that you both are on the same page in this? That's what I'm trying to get at, because I think Carolyn is seeing something there that's not on the even keel, and that's what she was reading into, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you having a hard time getting information out of him? No, because he will tell you exactly how he feels. Hmm. I'm not picking it up right. Um, and, And so... He'll tell you exactly how he feels, but you're wondering if if it's going to move forward. Yes, exactly. So, but wouldn't he have told you that? Well, no, because of the fact that you know he's basically working on his um, business to evolve his uh-huh. business for him. Right. Maybe that's why I get the wall, because I get someone really, I get this wall, like, coming right down. You know, like, if you, like, ask a certain question or a certain, like, you know, well, we're going to get serious or we're going to go down, it's like this wall. It's like somebody withdraws, okay? That's what I'm getting. Um, uh, and then it's, hmm? No, that's good because of the fact that I just didn't understand what's happening. I mean, I know that he wants me in his life at the same token he needs to, He's he's building his business. It's very important for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. So he's really busy with that more than he is with you. And I, I feel that there is something there. I'm sorry, Carolyn, if I may. No problem. Go ahead. But I'm not seeing it happen in the near future because I don't feel that he's. I feel that he has the a desire for it, mm-hmm. but he's trying to make his business work first. That's important, and he knows you're there. And he feels safe with that. And I feel that he just needs to do much more before he's ready to make that commitment. I'm not saying that he's not going to do it. I'm just saying that right now, and sometimes patience is a difficult Mm -hmm. thing. You know what I mean? And you want some other steps of reassurance that he may be able to take or show you that can be less unsettling than the way you feel at this particular time. But I think for a while yet, that challenge is a bigger challenge for him right now than moving forward with the relationship, and I don't feel it would be for quite some time yet. I hate to tell you that, but like I said, I didn't say he's going to leave or anything like that. I just said he's going to be busy for a while doing that. That feels like his priority. Does that make sense to you, Carolyn? It does. Let me just ask her one other thing because I, I really like your read on it. She said um, it was a communication problem. Yes, you said he says exactly what he wants. Is it, it's kind of a conflict. Do you hear that? Well, the, the conflict is that he is establishing. It's kind of like um, he has a he has a curve that, and he has a plan about how he wants to go about doing his work for the next, um, you know, three to five years. This is what he he is involved in. And I'm not about to step in his way to stop his plan. I would never do that to anybody because of the fact that he has his own journey to implement. And in the same token, never been married, he doesn't have children, and 
you know, he's he's 49 years old. So mm-hmm. I'm See, wondering. That would be a wall. That's why I picked it up that way as a wall, you know. You're wondering if he's going to make a shift. Um, yeah. And, shift with yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, does he want to make a shift or does he want to keep on the way he is? And I feel that he wants to because of the fact that he's met me and for some reason it seems that everything that I'm emulating has to do with um, his mom. His mother, you said? Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, yeah. And he's like going, I don't get this. You wear this and you do that. And, you know, it's all coming from his mom. And it's kind of scaring him. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to defer to what David says. I think he had a good read on what um, I was getting at it from a different perspective. But I think he had a good read on it. So I'll defer to you, David. <laughs> yes. And, and I agree. And. As I said earlier, he has a lot going on, and I don't feel that unless he makes a commitment to you, let's say within a year or so, that if he doesn't do that, then you're going to be waiting should you decide to wait for another few years because I just don't see it happening right now. He's got too many priorities, and a human can only do so much. And since you're also long distance, that's more of a challenge for him, so... Think about it. Think about what's in your heart. See what happens, at, you know, within the next year or so. And if you're still in the same spot, then you may have some de- decisions to make because it's not fair for a person to, uh, you know, wait forever. And let's say you wait, let's say, five years or more, and then, mm. you know, who knows what's going to happen after then. So while it's fresh, lively, and loving, now's the time for him to step up to the plate and make things happen mm-hmm. if he's that serious. But like I said, follow what's in your heart. That's my advice. And we're running out of time, so I, I really hope that helps you, Desiree. I really hope it does. Or, or whatever you name. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> but um, the other thing I wanted to say, too, you guys, um, and thank you also, Desiree, for calling, is that um, men are, they want to be the perfect providers, too. So that could also be um, that he wants to establish himself, but also when a man sees a prize that he wants right now, nothing will stop him from going to get what that prize is. So mm-hmm. you have to take that into consideration, too. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, it's like I, avoidance. I've Avoidance, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if he's if you get throwing the mother in the mix and all that, mm-hmm. there's something else going on that we're not seeing the full picture, and maybe Desiree isn't getting the full picture too. So, um, you know, there's got to be something else. And I, I, I thank you so much, Desiree, for calling, and all of our callers and all of our people in chat. Carolyn, could you uh, tell us what's up and coming for you in this last uh, minute of the show? Um, well, um, I have classes regularly on intuitive development and tuning into your own truth. I have a, a classes every Saturday this month in April. I'll be a healer at Agape's Revelation Conference, which is a wonderful conference. Abraham will be there. And um, my website's intuitivesoulhealing.com. Are you going to be writing a book? I am. I'm writing a book, and uh, it should be out maybe at the end of the year. So um, it's wonderful. It's about, I don't have the title out there yet, but it's about really listening to your intuition and working with the universe. Wow, that's wonderful. I can't mm-hmm. wait till it comes out. I'll surely buy a copy because you have mm-hmm. so much information in there that, you know, I, I like to learn and research all the time. So I'm be really looking forward to that. Great, thank you. And perhaps we can have you on the show again sometime because there just seems to be, no matter how long the show is, not enough time. There's many more questions I'd like to ask you, and I'm sure that people could uh, learn from. So, you know, thank you so much, Carolyn, for calling. Thank you. you. God bless you, and uh, thank you for being a guest. Good luck in your endeavors, and we're looking forward to seeing you again. Thank and you so much for having me. Your your website is intuitivesoulhealing.com. Everybody, please go to your website. 
She has videos, she has articles, she has information, a lot of information on this. So please visit her website too. Carolyn, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very appreciative of having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. I will. I will. (laughs) Time to rest now. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Gate Radio. God bless and have a great week. And we'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. And um, David, also, could you mention next Sunday's guest real quick before we go? Yes. We're going to have Nancy Wallace on next Sunday. And on Monday, the 11th, we're going to have Derek Akora on. He's the UK's number one spirit medium. Derek Akora of uh, the TV series Most Haunted and Derek Akora's Ghost Towns. And check out our website, davidbakerspiritmedium.com. Go to the Beyond the Gate radio show for all the juicy information. Thank you, everybody. God bless and good night.